It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, heading into a uh, hopefully a fun and exciting 4th of July weekend. Are, are really kind of extended, right? Because the 4th is on Tuesday. It's, uh, it's So hopefully everybody has like a really extended, extended weekend, right? Uh, we have uh, Julian and Chantel who are producing the show. Wouldn't you say, because now you've got the weekend and then, well, you know, why would you go to work on Monday the 3rd if uh, you're going to have off on, on Tuesday the 4th, right? Just doesn't make sense to me, right? Like, why would you do that? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure you guys agree with me. Uh, nonetheless, with you for the next three hours, we've got a great show lined up for you. We'll be talking a lot of uh, Major League Baseball. In fact, let's get you started right away because first pitch is about to take place in about four minutes with the Mets and the Giants, uh, the San Francisco Giants, of course. The Mets, uh, as we know, they're 36-45. and 45. Carrasco on the bump for them tonight. He's 2-3 and three with a 6-19 ERA, but... It gets worse, Mets fans. He's 7.02 ERA in June. Uh, he's given up seven. I'm sorry, 14 strikeouts and 10 walks. His last fourth game, his last uh, four games. He and his last game, he couldn't get out of the fourth inning. So, um, needless to say, uh, I'm on the Giants tonight. I, I like the Giants on the money line at minus 115. Again, you know, this is uh, this is a, a Mets team. They're 11 in 28 against teams that have uh, a record that are above 500, and that's exactly what the San Francisco Giants have at 45 and 36. Uh, they have Alex Cobb, who's pitching for them tonight. Now, this is Alex Cobb's Major League Baseball season debut because he's coming off of an oblique injury. So I don't expect him to go long, like maybe four innings, if that. But here's the thing. The Giants, their bullpen, pretty good. 318. They're sporting a 318 ERA in their last 15 days. So, um, so again, I do like the Giants. Also, the Giants, 5-1 and one against teams in the, in the National League East. And also 22 and 17 on the road. Meanwhile, the Mets, like I said, they're 11 and 28 against teams that are above 500, and one in four against teams in the National League West. National League West, that's a really good division. Uh, love the Arizona Diamondbacks. That was my uh, that was my my favorite futures bet coming into this season. Over 74 and a half wins, and they are way on their way to over going over that total. That's for sure. Uh, as we know, the Mets have lost uh, two straight. Uh, they've lost nine of their last 12. They're 17 and a half games behind Atlanta. They're nine and a half games back in the wild card. So they do need to turn around and they need they do need to start winning. But I just I don't feel confident that it's tonight with Carrasco on the bump for the Mets. So uh, again, first pitch is in just about two minutes. If you want to get that wager in, as I like to say, run, don't walk. You got to you got to get to the window as soon as possible. Uh, there's a game that already started. It, it, actually, it's 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 a game that I like a lot. Oh, actually, rain delay in Baltimore. Baltimore, the Orioles hosting the Twins tonight. So you do have time to get in on this wager, and hopefully it won't be a lengthy rain delay. 
Um, this is an Orioles team. They're four and one in their last five starts against the AL Central. They're twenty and seven in their last uh, twenty-seven Friday night games. They love playing on Friday night. Dean Kramer is pitching for the O's tonight. He's won three straight. He's actually won eleven of his last sixteen this season. And for some reason, when he's pitching, boy, the bats come alive uh, for the Orioles. They're batting above three hundred whenever he's pitching. So, meanwhile, the Twins, uh, their batting average, 217 against right-handed pitchers. So, uh, and that's exactly what Kramer is. Uh, and that's, uh, that's a batting average in June for the Twins. The Twins, uh, Lopez is pitching for them tonight. He's given up 10 earned runs in, and also 17 hits in his last three starts. So, two wagers. Uh, I always like to give you some wagers as we start the show at 7 o'clock. And then we, and then it's fun because what we like to do um, is is ride it out with you for the remainder of the show. So, uh, and and I do have some other Major League Baseball plays that I like coming up. I do have a play for you in the Yankees game. I've got a play for you as well in the uh, in the Angels um, Diamondbacks game. That's going to be a good one. So stay tuned for that. Those games don't start until a little bit after nine nine thirty. So I'll have those for you a little bit later. But, um, but I did want to get those into you, the Orioles and, uh, and the Giants, before those games started. Um, also, I like the Rays, and, and that's a later game as well. So I have some more Major League Baseball plays coming your way a little bit later on in the show. But I want, like I said, I wanted to get those to you now so you get those in and we could have some fun following those plays throughout the next three hours. Um, we have Brian Hoke who's going to be joining us. He covers the Yankees for uh, MLB. Excited to get him on as the Yankees. You know, it's interesting. I was, I was filling in for Dan Grasso the other night when Herman pitched that perfect game. And we had a conversation. We had Joe and Harvey. They were producing the show. And we had some people call in. We were having the conversation. After that performance from Herman, what was going to be the narrative? Was the narrative going to be, oh, it's the Oakland A's. This is, this is what any team this is what the Yankees should be doing against the Oakland A's they're so god-awful or was the narrative going to be like this is exactly what the doctor ordered this very well could be what is needed to really turn this Yankee season around and maybe that's just it because it just wasn't if you if you go back and you remember Wednesday and I know it's hard to remember anything outside of Herman. Uh, because what a, a an un over like you know, otherworldly performance we saw from him, but um, but Stanton hit a home run. Only two in the month of June. Donaldson got a hit. DJ got a hit. Uh, you know the bats were finally coming alive from guys that have just been really really um, anemic, uh, especially in the month of June. So could that have been the Really, the and, and when you here's another thing when you when you you talk to teams that have either you know had successful seasons, made it to the playoffs, made a run in the postseason, a lot of times they'll look back and they'll say, oh, it was this thing that happened in the season that really turned us turned it around. Could it be? Could it be Herman's perfect game? Keep in mind he gave up 17 runs in his two two starts prior to that perfect game. So obviously, you know, something clicked. Something was there. Something was turned on. As we know, we're looking at the payroll for this Yankees team. We know what talent is on here. 
We know what the expectations were coming into this season. Uh, what What is it? What does it take to really just flip that switch, turn it on, and for this Yankees team, uh, granted, I get without Aaron Judge, but he's one man. One man who does a lot for this organization, a lot for this lineup, and a lot for this team. I'm not saying he doesn't. In fact, I've been saying this. If you listen to me over the weekends, um, it's, it's unbelievable if you marinate in the fact that when Aaron Judge is in the lineup, uh, this Yankees team scores two more runs per game. It, that's just it, like the power of one human being. It's just unbelievable. Um, but still, there's still so much talent on this team and they have been underachieving. Could that be it? So I'm really excited to get Brian Hoke on the program. That's for sure. He's going to be joining us in about 15 minutes, getting you ready for the Yankees game. And that first pitch, uh, by the way, is at 8.15 p.m. And you've got Severino, who's actually been pitching really well um, as of late, um, going up against Libertor. So Yankees in St. Louis going up against the Cardinals starting a three-game series tonight. And Brian Hoke will join us to preview that. Um, also, Julian Elbaba is going to join us. We've got Wimbledon that is starting across the pond. Uh, so we'll have a Wimbledon uh, preview. Also, we've got the Rocket Mortgage in Detroit happening, uh, the golf tournament. Uh, we will uh, get you ready for the weekend there. And more importantly, and I've saved the best for last because I want to open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776. NBA free agency, pretty much the wheeling and dealings and the uh, the uh, what's being the woes bombs that are being dropped in regard to the agreements uh, that are coming together for a number of the NBA free agents in the teams started about an hour and 15 minutes ago. And there is a report out there that, well, Woj reported yesterday that James Harden and the 76ers are going to work together in trying to orchestrate a trade for him to go to another team. What could that possible landing spot be? The Clippers, the Heat, the Celtics, the Bucks, and oh yeah, the Knicks. What? 800-919-3776. There is a realistic possibility that the Knicks trade for James Harden. I've got a lot to say about this. I'm sure that Knicks fans out there do as well. We'll open up the phone lines. We'll take your calls next. Uh, let's talk some NBA right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Summer, at least in my sports calendar, is just how insane NBA free agency is. Um, and uh, and I'll have an update with you for you in, in regard to uh, what we know. Draymond Green going back to Golden State. Bruce Brown going to the Pacers. Um, Austin Reeves expected to return to the Lakers. Kuzma returning to the Wizards. Kyrie signing uh, a deal with Dallas. We'll dive into all that. More importantly, what's happening here with the Knicks? Woj reported that Harden and the 76ers are going to work together to try to find a trade partner for him where he's going to be happy wherever he's headed. And, of course, uh, the Knicks will be happy with, or, or the 76ers will be happy with whatever they get in return. I don't understand it. I just don't. Did the Knicks not learn from what what happened in Brooklyn with Harden? Dude's 34 years old. Well, he's going to be 34 years old in August. Um, yeah, okay, he averages a little over 20 points and 10 assists a game, but is, is that good enough uh, to help this team, the Knicks, go one step further? I just, at the end of the day, I, I, I want to argue, I, I think you can argue, that Jalen Brunson, I'd rather have Jalen Brunson seven days a week and in twice uh, on a, I don't know, on a an NBA Tuesday night than Harden. You know, with the 76ers, let's rewind for a second. With the 76ers, they were one game away from beating the Celtics. One game away from beating the Celtics. And what happened? In game six and seven, Harden combined for 22 points. He only shot 26%. He was one of 11 from three. In game seven, he only made three shots. He put up nine points. He had five turnovers. What? This isn't the Harden of old. And I just, and, and based on, you know, the the draft, the, the not the draft, but yeah, the, the um, draft capital. The trade capital, the draft capital, what this this Knicks team has. Uh, there's just there's there's at least ten more players I'd rather see this Knicks team trade for than James Harden. Uh, let's listen in. Uh, this is Woj talking to Greeny um, earlier on ESPN Radio. It might be for next summer. It may not be this mm. summer. And I think part of that is the next time the big NBA star or NBA stars say, I'm going in the portal. I'm going in the NBA transfer portal. I want out. <laughs> right? Which is what it is. When those players, whoever they are, and you know they're coming because they're always coming. When they ask out, I think New York is a more acceptable destination for players than it had been just a few years ago. You see the infrastructure there of good young players, an outstanding point guard and Jalen Brunson. Who wouldn't want to play with Jalen Brunson? 
Robinson. And so you're seeing that develop in New York. They have lots of draft picks. They have their own picks. They have other teams' picks. They have some young players who have value. And so I think New York's doing the right thing by waiting and maybe not going after the B-level player and say the A-level player is going to become available. Is it early in the season? Is it trade deadline? Is it next summer? And they're going to be in position to do something. So that's Woj uh, talking to Greeny, 800-919-3776. I'm curious. I'd love to hear from Knicks fans. Uh, your thoughts on this possibility. Is is Harden um, a player that you feel would make this team better? And, and what I mean by better, uh, yeah, okay, maybe they win some more games in the regular season, but what have we seen from Harden in the postseason? Like I said, there's there's at least 10 or 15 other players in the NBA that I'd rather see the Knicks trade for, like an Embiid, like a Giannis, um, like a Damian Lillard, more so than, than Harden. Let's listen in. This is Brian Winhurst as well talking about this potential uh, trade with the 76ers. I think they're trying to save their powder for maybe a huge name player that might become available in the next year. And so they got a question, is it worth using some of their draft assets or some of their young players in trade for James Harden now? Or can they wait for a potentially younger player that might be a better fit? Remember, whoever trades for James Harden is going to have to deal with him on a one-year contract. And his, his contract is structured in a way that he can't extend it. So you're trading for a guy on the last year of his deal that you're going to have to deal with this in a year. He had difficulty coming to terms at age 33 here with Philadelphia who had reason to re-sign him. Whatever they were offering, he didn't like. And I don't blame him for playing hardball. You're going to inherit that situation next year. It's obviously trading for a player that doesn't have a lot of money left, but it's trading for a player that you might just be renting, and that'll affect the price. So, uh, even more so, <laughs> even more so Knicks fans should be up in arms and not wanting this. So you're going to give away your your, your assets uh, whether it's draft picks, players, whatever the the, the 76ers are going to be requesting, and for what? For for a, a player that you're going to rent for a year? I, I just, I'm not on board. I'm just not on board. What say you? 800-919-3776. When we get back, again, Bright Hoke is going to join us. Um, we'll preview the Yankees game tonight, next, right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show. On 98.7 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. New York. Without further ado, Brian Hoke joins us on the program as he has several occasions. Uh, Brian, good evening. Thank you so much. Big game, big series for the Yankees, obviously. But let's look back before we look forward. Let us live vicariously through you. I was actually hosting that night live right here on 90.7 ESPN when Herman was pitching that perfect game. Uh, what What is it like covering a team and each and every, you know, inning uh, Herman comes out and no hits, no walks, and you're, you're like, oh, my gosh, we're one step closer. We're one step closer. You know, like how how exciting is it to cover a game like that? Anita, I wish I could tell you because uh, I was not on the Oakland trip. They gave me the option of going to Oakland no! and, or going to St. Louis this weekend. I'm in St. Louis, and um, clearly I made the wrong choice. But I looked at that on the schedule. I said, ah, uh, three games at the Oakland Coliseum against the last place A's club. What's going to happen? <laughs> so, oops, um, uh, that's my bad. And uh, so I was watching on TV along with everybody else. And around the fifth inning, I, I'm watching him dominate there. And I'm saying, Dad, he, he looks good tonight. There's, there's something cooking here. And then I must say, around the eighth inning, I started getting those pangs of regret. And I'm like, oh, man, like I should be out there. I should be out there right now. But got to enjoy it with uh, my wife, uh, our daughters, uh, their great-grandmother. Uh, we let them stay up late to watch a game on the West Coast. So uh, that's, a, that's a cool family memory. But uh, part of me definitely wishes I could have been there. Unbelievable. Again, Brian, covering the Yankees for MLB, also has a great book out uh, about Aaron Judge. We're going to get that information to you before we let him go. So, you know, it, it's interesting because uh, because you, typically when, when, when a pitcher is, and, and you know, like after the fifth or sixth inning, you're, you're getting that feeling like, oh, something special is happening here. Um, again, I was on the radio and, and my producers were like, why Why is the pitching staff even talking to him? I guess they were showing him mm-hmm. the tablets and going through video and whatnot. And, and my take is, like, make it as normal as possible. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm not one of those people who believe in a guy's pitching a no-hitter or a perfect game, whatever the case may be, and like, ooh, don't go near him. Don't talk to him. To me, that's <laughs> it's, it's not... That's not normal. That's not you like keep it as normal and as relaxed as possible. Like you're not going to walk up to right. him and go, "Dude, dude, you're 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 one inning away from a perfect." Like of course you're not going to say that. Maybe that's not the conversation you're going to say, but like make it what what were you what were you going through when you were seeing like people, you know, and, and the coaching staff talk to him and, and it it did seem like there was normalcy in that in that dugout. Well, I'll tell you, I was talking to some people around the Yankees today about that. And, um, yeah, that was the idea was that to keep it as normal as possible, because for every single one of Domingo Herman's major league starts, they've had that little kind of huddle between innings to go over what worked, what didn't work so well, uh, look at who's coming up the next inning, what the plan of attack is going to be. And so 
this is a lot different than the last perfect games we saw in the 90s, with, at least with the Yankees, um, where David Cohn and David Wells kind of had to go and just sit there with the jacket on and kind of think about it the whole time. And so, uh, But the, the role of the pitching coach and the analytics and the computerization has changed a lot since 1998 and 1999. So the dugouts are, are just run differently these days where it's not taboo to talk to a guy uh, while he's working on this because – that's what they do every single time, whether he's given mm-hmm. up zero runs or 10 runs. Uh, they're, they're still going over the plan of attack. And uh, that's something where back in the 90s, I'm sure if you had David Cohn on, he would tell you all about, you know, they would sit down and he and Joe Girardi or Jorge Posada, they would have their chat pregame and say, all right, um, you know, Pudge Rodriguez is coming up. Here's how we're going to pitch to him. Juan Gonzalez is coming up. How, here's how we're going to pitch to him. A-Rod's coming up. This is what we're going to do with him. And then they don't really revisit it too much, not to the intensity that they do today because they have all the advanced data and they can actually track swings and look at everything in real time. So the game has just changed, and um, we're we're certainly in a more iPad-friendly era of baseball than uh, what I grew up watching in the 90s. That's for sure. Uh, So a a few things, and again, Brian Hoke joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, Yankees' first pitch coming your way. In, uh, in about 45 minutes, or actually less than that, in about 40 minutes. So uh, we'll get a preview of that game in just a second. So a- after, after the, 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 the perfect game, um, I threw out, there could be two narratives, right, Brian? One is, oh, it's the Oakland A's. This is what you're supposed to do against the Oakland A's. And my take on that is, uh, these dudes are getting paid a lot of money. They're Major League Baseball players. Yes, this is a team sport. When it comes to a pitcher against a batter, it's pretty much an individual sport, in my opinion. It's still an unbelievable feat that he was able to accomplish. The other narrative is, could this be the game? Could this be the performance that turns this season around? So out of, yeah, out well. of, curi- out of curiosity, how, like, do you feel that that, that, that performance – could really um, catapult this uh, this Yankees team into really making some noise prior to the trade deadline, and I'm sure hoping uh, that that Aaron Aaron Judge eventually returns. Yeah, let me answer the first part first. Uh, if that's what you're supposed to do against the Oakland A's, then how come not, nobody else is no hitting or uh, throwing perfect mm-hmm. games against Oakland? Like they are a bad baseball team. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. They are bad. They're challenging the all-time loss record here, but we have bad baseball teams around the league every single year we don't see perfect games that often this was the first one since 2012 and um so that's that's quite a ways back here and only the 24th in major league history so yes it came against a bad team um so what i say it's still a fantastic achievement those are professional hitters and they've got bats in their hands they know what they're doing and so uh you know I, i think that uh that's a little silly to say like well it was against a bad team so it doesn't count of course it counts and um the second part, could this catapult uh, the Yankees? Well, I think that, you know, it, it certainly, look, if they go win the World Series, it's going to be a big part of the highlight video, but there are ways away from that. Um, I, I think it right now I look at it as a special day on the calendar, but it was just one win in the grand scheme of everything. And so, obviously, they've got a, a lot more to do here. And, and as you mentioned, Judge is so key to getting uh, getting back on track where they were. Um, you know, it's still murky on his return there, but they do have help coming. You know, I watched uh, Nestor Cortez throw in the bullpen today. He threw 20 pitches and felt good. And then uh, Carlos Rodon's going to make a minor league rehab start tomorrow at Hudson Valley. So 
people can uh, actually get in the car and go watch this game uh, up at, uh, I think it's Wapping, Wappingers uh, in Wappinger, New York. And um, so it's actually drivable to New York. So if you want to get a sneak peek of Carlos Rodon, you can go see him tomorrow night. And uh, if not, then we'll probably see him at Yankee Stadium on July 7 against the Cubs. So they're, they're getting a little more whole slowly but surely. But uh, as far as a springboard, I kind of am more curious about um, what he does for Herman personally because – Cohn made a really good point about this. He said that David Wells had a five ERA, was really struggling to define himself before the perfect game in 1998. He threw that in May of 1998 against the Twins. And after that, he was probably the best pitcher in the American League. So I am curious to see what the next chapter is for Domingo Harmon here. I love it. Well, let's look ahead to the game tonight. The Yankees 8-0 in Severino's last eight starts against the National League Central and I know, you know, his velocity has been kind of all over the all, all over the place, right? Started out like almost like 97, 98 miles per hour, and then it dipped, uh, you know, um, subsequently right after that. Now he's back over 97 miles per hour. I'm expecting a big night from Severino tonight, I guess is what I'm saying. Are you? I can see that happening, definitely. And, uh, yeah, I think that, Nobody used the term dead arm, but all the signs were there for a little dead arm period where that's just something the pitchers go through when they're building up. And it just so happened with Severino because of the long layoff. It was happening later into the season than uh, the guys who get it typically at the end of spring training or maybe early April when the weather's a little colder and you can kind of cover it up. Uh, He got a late start to the year, so it was more noticeable, I feel like, for him. Uh, he can pitch at those lower velocities, but of course, if you can have 97, 98 in your back pocket and ramp up to almost triple digits anytime you need it in a big spot, of course, that's a, a great advantage. So uh, I, I think that that's a good sign. Um, velocity is not everything with Severino, and, and clearly he needs the secondary pitches if he wants to take care of this uh, Cardinals lineup. But this Cardinals team has been a disappointment this year. There's no getting around it. I, I talk to people here, and they, they are kind of just scratching their heads saying it's something every night with this team. And I said, well, you know, I've seen a lot of that myself. But you look at the standings, and one of these teams is over 500, and it's not the St. Louis Cardinals. So um, I, I think that Severino could have a good outing here. we got some rain in the forecast here. They brought the tarp out on the field. So we might get a little delay, uh, but we'll see when, uh, when we get underway here in St. Louis. Uh, another guy that I'm eyeing is uh, Harrison Bader, by the way. I know he's batting cleanup tonight, averaging 400, batting average 400 against Southpaws. Um, so I, I, you got to love that, right? Expectation for Bader tonight. Well, yeah, and, and plus this is a homecoming for him. So I feel like he is really enjoying uh, the spotlight here. He spent a lot of years with the Cardinals and came over in that trade at uh, the deadline last year for Jordan Montgomery in that deal, we kind of all scratched our head. And he said, did the Yankees just trade for a guy in a boot? And then, uh, obviously, they waited on him. They got him back healthy. He had a great postseason. And I have a great stat for you. I tweeted this out earlier. But the Yankees are 24-9 and in games where Bader has played this year. And so I, I think that he really is a difference maker. I ran that by Aaron Boone earlier. And he said it, it speaks to – his contributions as a two-way player um you know he does it on offense he does it on defense and and he, i i i think that uh, they just are a more dynamic team with vader in there so that's a big part of uh way the way this team is constructed you notice him when he's not in the lineup and uh certainly defensively offensively he's done a really nice job when he's been available this year 
Absolutely. Um, Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Um, if you can, before you go, please let the folks know all about your sensational book, uh, all about Aaron Judge and, and, and where they can purchase it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, it's called 62 Aaron Judge, the New York Yankees and the Pursuit of Greatness. It comes out July 11 from Atria Books, Simon & Schuster. And it, it, uh, it talks a lot about uh, last year and, and Judge, of course, chasing the 62 milestone. But it's not just about last year. It's kind of a biography of what Judge means to baseball, means to the Yankees, the way he's connected uh, to Roger Maris, who uh, Roger Maris Jr. wrote the forward for this book. And uh, it's kind of it traces this lineage of three great Yankees right fielders. You got Babe Ruth, Roger Maris, and Aaron Judge, all of whom have held this vaunted record, all played the same position for the same team at different times in their careers. And uh, I just had a, a lot of fun kind of exploring it and doing the research on that, digging in. And um, I, I think readers are going to enjoy it. I hope they will. And uh, so, yeah, that comes out July 11, and you can pre-order it now. Love it. Brian, thank you so much. Really do appreciate you. You got it. Take care. Anytime, Anita. You got it. Uh, Brian Hoke joining us. Does a phenomenal job, uh, of course, uh, covering uh, the Yankees for MLB. So how am I playing this Yankees game? I'll tell you how I'm playing them. I'm playing them on the money line. You get them at minus 105. What's that about? I'm not sure, especially with Severino. Uh, and us talking about uh, how his velocity is definitely back up there at 97 miles per hour. Also, some prop bets. I'm going to go Harrison Bader home run at 5-1, to one, over 1.5 one hits at plus 205, over 1.5 bases at plus 105, 1 RBI. That's all you have to do. Get 1 RBI at plus 135 and, uh, and 1 run scored at minus 105. That's how I'm all about Bader tonight. Again, as Brian alluded, uh, not only is he batting 400 against a southpaw, which Libertor is uh, for the Cardinals, but somewhat of a homecoming. You know he's going to strut his, his stuff, and he's batting cleanup tonight. So across the board, I'm all about Harrison Bader tonight. And, of course, uh, the Yankees winning, beating the Cardinals at minus 105. All right, we come back. We're going to take your calls. We'll go back, uh, switch gears, obviously, NBA free agency. Uh, It's what is on the front burner. No pun intended since we were just talking about Major League Baseball. Uh, Hot stove. Get it? Uh, Ramel and Bobby, you guys will be first up. 800-919-3776. Knicks fans, curious to get your thoughts. Uh, Today, Knicks potentially interested in trading for James Harden with the 76ers. What is that about? I'm not on board. Are you? 800-919-3776. We'll, we'll be right back. I, I, no, not for me. I'm not I'm not on board. I'm not signing off on this. What say you? 800-919-3776. Let's go to Ramel calling in from Queens. Ramel, good evening. Welcome in. Hello, hello. Um, you pretty much, do you hear me? You hear me, sir? Yeah, yeah, we hear you loud oh, and clear. Thank okay. you. Yeah. Okay, so you pretty beat me to a lot of what I guess was going to say. Uh, I've been a Knicks fan 39 years. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, 30 of my 39 years in this world, and I don't get what the front office is doing here. If we accumulated all these picks and we didn't give this up for Donovan Mitchell, who's a younger, better version of James Harden at this current stage of his life, why would we spend all our assets – for a ball stopper like Harden, who's who you combine with another ball stopper and Randall, 
and we're going to be a mid-team at best. We're going to be a bottom-tier team with, who plays no defense at all. And you're going to give up Grimes, you're one of your better defenders. You're going to give up young players and draft picks, and we're just going to be worse than we were with the mellow years. And I, I just don't get – if that was the case, you should have went after Donovan Mitchell. You should have given up what you had to to get Donovan Mitchell. And I don't want to give up R.J. Barrett, but who is Harding in the play if you keep Barrett, Randall, and Brunson? It just, it's just team construction. I'm, I, I don't get it. I, I just don't get why that would even work for the Knicks. I just and and I don't either, Ramel. And thank you for the phone call again. We played a, a clip from Brian Winhurst not too long ago, um, and and he was talking about how whoever does trade for uh, Harden, it it's just it's a it's a quick fix. It it's it's a team that is ready to win right away, and 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 not to say that the Knicks aren't ready to to take the next step and win. I just don't I just don't believe Harden is the right player to do that. Um, and here's what I, so, so prior to this Harden Woj bomb that dropped yesterday, you know, few, like maybe about a month or two months ago, we were talking about Embiid, the opportunity and possibility of Embiid coming here. Keep in mind, Leon Rose, uh, Leon Rose, the, the Knicks president used to be Embiid's agent. So, like, and, and, and there's reports out there that Embiid doesn't want to play for Tibbs. Okay, I understand. There's a number of players who don't want to play for him. Um, but at the end of the day, like, you know, come on, Rose, work your magic. Uh, obviously, I, I think we're all in agreement here. Embiid would be a better fit uh, on, this, on this Knicks roster. And, 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 and I don't want to sit here and assume what the 76ers would be asking for in return for Harden. But I would imagine it's a pretty penny, right? I mean, uh, listen, in, in, in the news broke earlier today, Kyrie Irving uh, was scheduled to meet with the Lakers, the Clippers, the Suns, the Heat, the Rockets. Um, Dallas traded away uh, Finney Smith, Dinwiddie, a first-round pick in 2029, and a second-round pick in 2027 and 2029. And Kyrie Irving was a, a not even a one-year. That trade happened late in the season. And, <laughs> and Dallas gave up all that to the Nets. So, you know, if, 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 if the 76ers are looking at that deal that went down, think about what the Knicks would have to offer in exchange to bringing Harden here. No way. If it's anywhere close to that, uh-uh. No siree. Let's go to, actually, let's just do, let's, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We'll kick off hour number two. Bobby and Mikey will be first up, I promise. 800-919-3776. Knicks fans, uh, your thoughts on free agency. Also, I'll bring you up to speed on some of the news out there with Draymond Green, Bruce Brown, uh, Kyrie, some more information in regard to the deal that he did that he's going to sign uh, with the Dallas Mavericks. So uh, I'll, I'll bring that news to you your way when we get back as well. Nita Marks with you in for Dan Grossa tonight right here on 98.7 ESPN.